Welcome to Unputting the Territory, the bonus pint-sized series from Unbucking the Territory, where we follow the only time that a wrestling championship ever changed hands by legitimate sporting competition, the BTE Gator Golf Series. This week, Brandon Cutler faces Peter Avalon. It's the first ever BTE World Heavyweight Championship Gator Golf Tournament. It'll be a 12-man tournament, three rounds, and the winner will ultimately be decided in the Triple Threat Finals. Good luck to all. So how are you this week, Dan? I'm, I'm getting concerned, mate, because it's been a week and I've, I've still not managed to drink a beer. I'm still on the, the, uh, the dealer's choice from Siren. It's just not going down. Well, this is three podcasts in a row, so I don't think we've done that since the very early days of UTT, have we, when we were covering the one-hour rows? I don't think we ever did three in a row. I'm sure we only ever did two. No, no, so, yeah, yeah. three in a row, it's like Huddersfield Town, isn't it? What, can see you three in a row? No, no, winning the English Football League three times in a row. No, fair enough. I mean, you know, football didn't exist before 1992, so I've no idea. Oh, Liverpool were uh, were really good, sort of, in the 19th century, weren't they? The, the, the... I mean, ex- I mean, except Liverpool, obviously. Yeah, they were really good, and then they were really shit, and then they got really good again, and then they got a bit shit, and then <laughs> and then they were good again, and now this season we've been a little bit shit. Yeah, yeah. So it goes in waves, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, some 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 very long waves, some very very short. So, in terms of the Peter Avalon versus Brandon Cutler match um we've had a couple of comments from the listeners uh, about them um danny at scottish juggalo said the feud between them on dark was entertaining and i think it really was i will take both of your words for it i think it was really good when you know they were, they were both having that losing record uh steve at total steve had never heard of either of them uh, he read brandon cutler as uh, bradley cooper and uh, <laughs> asked me if uh, <laughs> Her Brandon Cutler had ever been in the Hangover film. <laughs> Fair enough, no. Steve. No, but uh, yeah, f- thank you for getting involved there, Steve. Uh, Peter Avalon, I mean, he uh, he trained David Arquette for his big uh, comeback for uh, You Can't Kill David Arquette. He did, absolute legend. Yeah. They did a whole thing with Brandon Cutler about, because he was the guy that was filming the Be in the Elites. And uh, they did this whole thing at the start of AEW where they gave him an AEW contract and, and whatnot. So he's one of, one of the Bucks boys. Stooge. Absolute, absolute stooge. But in addition to sort of comments uh, about uh, the match, um, we did get people sh- sharing uh, the tweets. So Pig Bladders, um, Pig Bladders uh, shared it for us. So uh, thank you very much for that. And... Uh, as well as that, we've had um, people shouting out the podcast, etc. Uh, Glenn Abbott on the Work in Progress podcast uh, shouted us out and being shouted out on uh, Marking Out with High Five Tom. And Tom and Will, 
came up with some scenarios because uh, uh, I'd sent them a question uh, for their question of dishonour. Uh, I'd asked um, which members of the 2013 Ring of Honour roster would you like to see in a Gator Golf match and what obstacles would you put in place? Oh, this will be good. Yep. So Tom said he wanted to see Kevin Steen versus Cliff Compton, who was Domino and Juice and yeah. Domino. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And the obstacles would be cinder blocks mm. and a room full of kittens. With the <laughs> stipulation that any kitten that you hit with the ball, you had to adopt it. That's brilliant. You just end up with a house full of cats. You would. Well, depends how strategically you play. It'd stop any long shots, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, of course it would. Yeah, yeah, otherwise you're going to have 20 kittens. That sounds fun. Yeah. Independently, uh, Will had come up with, it's a scum versus scum match, so it's Kevin Steen versus Steve Carino. So, okay. yet again, another um, Kevin Steen involvement. And with the rest of Scum running around, um, so I'm presuming this is anyone who's ever been a member of Scum. So you have Cliff Compton, Jimmy Jacobs, Jimmy Rave, Matt Hardy, Rhett Titus and Rhino running around as obstacles. While the when, he says, when he says running around, does he just mean running around aimlessly or in sequence? Or would it just be like having a massive game of TIG? I, I think they're running around in random patterns to make it more confusing. Oh, brilliant. Somebody might fall over. Yeah. Will did kind of cheat because I think El Jericho had already left by um, this point in 2013. So if you go a little bit further back, the idea is after the Kevin Steen El Generico ladder war match, the match has, imagine the match has just ended and immediately they handed Gator Golf Clubs. <laughs> <laughs> they have to start in the ring, put the ball out the ring around all the obstacle, around all the plunder that's been left from the match. Those obstacles go around the ring and up to the top of the ramp. Brilliant! Oh, the ramp, Jesus! Yeah. How do you, how do you even play that? That's got to be a that's got to be one long shot, hasn't it? Surely. Well, yeah, with, with plunder in the way as well. So, yeah, so, so, some absolute uh, mental suggestions there from uh, the uh, marking out with High Five Tom podcast crew, um, and it really makes me wish that there had been a golf tournament in Ring of Honor 2013. Oh, that would have been super. See, all I'm thinking of now is, you know how in a Texas death match, yeah. a traditional Texas death match, there's the pinfall and then the 10 count? Yeah. How about a Gator golf death match where you get pinned and then to redeem yourself and keep the match going, you have to win at Gator golf? Yeah. No, uh, I think that should happen in all matches. Yeah. I think you should have a reprieve. And, and titles can't change hands unless you've pinned them and beaten them in gear golf. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that would uh, determine who deserves to be champion. Oh, yeah. True championship quality. Exactly. So thank you very much for that, everyone that got involved. Yeah, that was all brilliant. I love all of that. So as we say, the match that we're reviewing today is Brandon Cutler versus Peter Avalon. It's on the episode of Being the Elite 226. Uh, we're still on critical failure, which we think is due to the officiating of the Luchasaurus Matt Hardy match. Yeah, but the Sammy Guevara Fuego del Sol match was fine. Yeah, <laughs> dodgy officiating in both, but one went your way and, and one didn't. Uh, you've predicted Peter Avalon to win this one. If Peter Avalon wins, you, you've tied. It's 3 3 in the bracketology. 
Yeah, I want my fifty percent. I want to be. I want to. I want to be bang average, Mike Sanders. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mike Sanders was above average. Mike Sanders would have fifty-one percented this bracketology. Yeah, well, to be fair, actually, Luchasaurus had the moral victory, so that's my one percent. Ah, right. I say. I say that's where it's going. Yeah, we're going. We're going for technicalities now. We are indeed. But before we hit play on this, are you drinking, Dan? I am, as I mentioned. I'm still, I'm still on the uh, the dealer's choice session IPA from Siren. It's uh, it, it's a nice drop, but like like you said, we're doing three of these back to back, and it's uh, it's not gone anywhere. No, I, well, I've cracked into an Amity Bruco Cinnabon Bessie, which is a Cinnabon Milk Stout at four point five percent. Interesting. I'm not a massive fan of cinnamon, but if used the right way, it can enhance things. So that'd be. Uh, a very interesting one to try. It's, it's really nice. I've really enjoyed it. So it was staring at me. It was saying, go on, Rob, record a third podcast and you can crack into me. Oh, that's why we're doing this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So again, episode 226, 23 minutes and five seconds in. So if people yeah. are ready to go with that. On your count. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, so Nick Jackson saying the first match goes. Now, yeah. Brad Cutler and Peter Avalon had a big rivalry at the time. I think they were, they were both, they'd lost every single match they had. Okay. So we're waiting for any any kind of victory. Lever Bates is stood in the background. Uh, yeah. The of the Wrestlicious uh, Become a Wrestler series. Oh, Peter Avalon kicking uh, kicking Cutler's balls around. Yeah, they're, they're arguing with... Oh, they've both kicked the balls now. Yeah, they're having an argument. Rochambeau. A double dislocation. They're both out. They're both out. Lever Bates is dragging them both by the ear. Yeah, t- taking them out. So a double DQ. So what is going to happen now? So Nick Jackson is looking around. Yeah, and he's found Matt Seidel and Colt Cabana... In the body of Michael Nakazawa after some plastic surgery. What? Yeah, so we're going to stop right there at 24 minutes and 11 seconds. Because this has completely changed. We had a bracket that said Brandon Cutler versus Peter Avalon. But that's not going to happen. Because this match is going to turn into Matt Seidel versus Colt Cabana who's had some plastic surgery and unfortunately ended up looking exactly like Michael Nakazawa. I don't know what's happening anymore. I thought this was supposed to be a a serious competition. It is a serious competition. There's been a double DQ and Nick Jackson has used his initiative as one of the runners of the league to find two other people to come in. So Matt Seidel... Completely logical choice. Because he was he happened to be stood there. Colt Cabana, completely logical choice. It's not Colt Cabana's uh, fault that on that previous episode of Being the Elite, he's had plastic surgery, which has unfortunately resulted in him looking exactly like Michael Nakazawa. Uh, I, um, okay. I was supposed to be laying off the drink. Um <laughs> I've got an 11 percenter from Tartarus in the fridge that's suddenly calling my name. So, Dan, this is your opportunity now. You have a reprieve. It's 
3-2 in the bracketology. And now there is a completely new bracket that you have to choose. Who do you think is going to win this match? Matt Seidel or Colt Cabana in the body that has been made to look exactly like Michael Nakazawa's? Oh, there's one variable that I'm considering here, and it's how recently did he have the plastic surgery? Oh, it's only within the last couple of episodes. But does that cover weeks, days, months? So one episode a week here. So I literally think... So it's, it's, so it's a week when, or two removed. Yeah, I, I'm glad you didn't watch the rest of the shows when we were reviewing this, because you'd have found out the reveal when he, he peeled back the um, bandages and found out he looks exactly like Michael Nakazawa. In that case, I am going to go with Matt Seidel, because Cabana, Cabana's... You know, very, very recently he had surgery. Everything might not have settled yet. He could still be in considerable pain or under the influence of painkillers, which exactly. you never know. You know, booze can help darts players and pool players, but uh, a surgical painkiller is going to help help play gator golf. I couldn't say they're both going sight. I think they're going sight unseen into the course, but they're both stood there spectating, so there won't be much variable in that. Uh, Seidel was very eager. Uh, enthusiasm could go a long way. So, yeah, I'll go with Seidel. Excellent. So we've got the swerve there, didn't we? Because uh, Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon uh, match has been thrown out. So um, this is a week later. We've given people a chance to message in about any thoughts they might have on Matt Seidel or Colt Cabana or Michael Nakazawa because Colt Cabana has had plastic surgery, which has unfortunately made him look like Michael Nakazawa, which, you know, I, I imagine that's a common complaint of plastic surgery. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so, Danny Scott's juggalo said that uh, Seidel was great on WWE CW, a true highlight, um, but his best work was uh, that amazing RKO he took from Randy Orton. In his, uh, yeah. So I just agree, yeah. It, it just, it's the one thing he's remembered for. It is indeed. Graham at um, MGB Graham said uh, from the Good Cop, Bad Cop podcast, which was really worth checking out, he said he, he saw Colt Cabana at Alpha One Wrestling in Canada in the pandemic, and uh, Mason was stoked that he got a fist bump. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know if that was Colt Cabana in Colt Cabana's body or a body that looked like Michael Nakazawa's, but... It's probably, uh, probably the former. I would imagine, I would imagine. And uh, again, Danny Scottish Juggalo said that Cole Cabana's best work was either his work as Officer Cabana in Juggalo Championship Wrestling, <laughs> at time of recording, um, just dropped an episode covering Bloody Mania 5, yeah. where stipulation in the match that if someone lost, they'd have to spend five minutes in the ring with Tank Abbott. <laughs> uh, of course, the Juggalos couldn't afford Tank Abbott, so that never happened, but... What a shame. Yeah, yeah, they pretended he was going to be there. So put Tank Abbott on the poster and uh, you're bound to get some money. Uh, but he said, uh, or Matt Classic in Wrestle Society X, which they're covering on the pint-sized uh, podcast in Cold Cuts. That's um, got to be Matt Classic. Yeah, he said that Colt Cabana was a pioneer in wrestling podcasting too, which he was. Yeah, absolutely. Out of wrestling was pretty much the first one that took off. Yeah, definitely. No, I guess we all wouldn't be here without Colt Gabbana, would we? No. No. And uh, Doctor Who underscore 90250 
almost sounds like it's in Beverly Hills, but no. Um, <laughs> uh, who were underscore nine or two um, five oh said it, that there were a, a PWG show where uh, Matt teamed with Ricochet. A guy had brought his girlfriend to a first show, and she was a big Evan Evan Bourne fan. And once it was pointed out, so he was wrestling, uh, she got excited and almost cried. And uh, we tried, to get, tried to get Matt Seidel to come over and say hi, and did he? No, bastard. <laughs> what a bastard! Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Angry, but I mean, at, at this point in, I guess, AEW history that. Matt Seidel had made his debut as um, the wild card in one of those uh, casino battle royals, and uh, he went to do a top rope move and he slipped off. And yeah. on being the elite, they played that off that Michael Nakazawa had put lubrication on the uh, top turnbuckle. Oh, great! So they made a story point on a show that not the whole viewership watched. They did indeed. They did indeed. But there was an interesting bit just before the start of this Gator Golf match where um, Nick Jackson's looking for people to take part once they've thrown out the Brandon Cutler, Peter Avalon stuff. And uh, they're, they're trying to convince him that it is Colt Cabana in Michael Nakazawa's body. Matt Seidel says, of course it's Colt Cabana in uh, Michael Nakazawa's body. You wouldn't hang out with Michael Nakazawa. Oh, dear. It, uh, th- this is crap. Sorry, I just I don't know. I, I, I just I don't know what's going on. It's baffling. I just want to see some golf. Well, not not just golf. You, you don't want to see ordinary golf. You, you want to see some gator golf. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. So I believe we'd got to twenty-four minutes and eleven seconds. So on your count. Yeah. So we're going to count in. Three, two, one, play. So, who's, uh, yeah, just making jokes about oiling up. Yeah, Seidel's already saying, asking Colt Cabana if he's going to oil up the gate golf set. Um, so, up first, straight down the, down the ramp. Oh, it's very to the right. Thing here, and it's a, a soft tap. The camber of the ramp, you sit into the right hand side, and it went all the way to the left. Mm. Bounced off one of the posts. Oh, nearly a hole in one. Oh, is it a hole in one? Oh, oh it's just jaws. Seidel lined up now. Left-handed Matt Seidel. It's going to have to be a good shot here, isn't it? Mm. Oh, that's a much harder, uh, harder shot. It's veering heavily to the left. Oh, he's off the <laughs> ramp. Oh, it's gone way past it. It's yeah. It's out- got to be a win for Nakazawa here. Yeah, so this is Colt Cabana lining up for the shot, second shot. There he goes. And that quickest win we've seen, uh, and it's all yeah. over. Col- Colt um, Cabana wins. Wow. Just, just wow. I mean... <laughs> great sportsmanship from, uh, from Seidel in the aftermath. A um, forearm bump by the pair of them. Game over. This has to be the easiest car. I mean, Matt Seidel fucked it up, but um, this kind of has to be the easiest course that we've seen. Well, you say that. I mean, they're both coming in very late in the day, so they couldn't. They didn't. Maybe didn't have time to set up anything elaborate, um, unless this was the plan all along. But you saw the way the ball moved around the ramp. You know, with Nakazawa's shot, it has to be said, uh, Colt Nakazawa played it perfectly with just the light tap. Because it was it veered off to the right, then it veered off to the left, ultimately centred itself. 
we've said before how it can be a benefit to go second. Matt Seidel learned nothing from watching Colt's first shot. Has to be said. It, it really felt that Colt knew the, the the camber of that course, didn't he? He, he mm. knew that it sort of undulated uh, and the way that he played it straight towards the left uh, and it, it sort of rolled over to the right and then rolled back to the centre. He knew exactly how he was doing it. It looked like he'd played golf before, to be quite honest. Yeah, and doubly impressive that he has had this plastic surgery that's put him in a different shaped body. Well, he's just a master athlete, obviously. Yeah, doesn't matter, he is. It doesn't, doesn't matter what body he's in, he can make it work. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, we spoke about Fuego del Sol having the yips in uh, the last round. An abundance of confidence, really, here from uh, Colt Cabana. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He um, knew, like I said, knew exactly what to do. It's, it's uh, an almost natural talent, one might say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, may, maybe it's an unfair advantage. Uh, he's had this plastic surgery. Maybe he's had some performance-enhancing uh, surgeries to uh, make him better at Gator Golf. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. I don't think that can be enhanced. I think that's not something you can learn. Just to be able to look at a course like that, which, to be quite honest, on the surface of it, might be a par one, because it should, in theory, be possible to get a hole in one. But I'm going to be generous and call it a par, call it a par two. I'm just in awe of how he played it. Really, am. I think. I think, to be honest, though, that that would, you know. Uh, under, under that logic, that's possibly the first time that we've had someone come in on par. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Again, as much as I'm in awe about how uh, how Colt played it, I'm in awe of how badly Seidel did. Now, maybe, maybe the course favoured a right-hander. Maybe you know, maybe it didn't. But just the the just far too much power after seeing how well Colt did with the, with just a gentle tap. I don't know what the thought process was there. I think he was just happy to be there. He wasn't expecting to be in the tournament. In the tournament, the last minute, you know, as a standby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, uh, and he blew blew his chance really, just as he blew his chance when he made his debut in AEW. In uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a it's a running theme for uh, for young Master Sardell. Uh, that probably sums up his AEW career, really, doesn't it? Is he still signed? Well, I mean, with, with the problems he's had and then bringing uh, his brother in as well to tag with. Uh, he has a brother? You know, yeah, Mike Seidel. Oh, I was completely unaware. Yeah, well, there, there you go. So we have the semi-finals complete now as Colt Cabana will go on to face John Silver. Unfortunately, Dan, this means that in your bracketology in the first round you were too right and far wrong. I mean, can you really class me class it as getting it wrong that one of the ones got thrown out? I'd, I'd, I'd class it as I'd class it as two, three in a no contest. You, you did, you did get another chance and guessed Matt Seidel, which you got wrong. No, I didn't. I don't remember that happening. <laughs> I, I, I don't recognise that version of events. No, no, fair play. So we will be back next time with a bracketology 
for the semi-finals, and we'll, we'll go through the the matches that, that we have there, and uh, you know who thinks going to be in this well, we do there. But um, in the meantime, Dan, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DanGriffin21, usually tweeting about wrestling that's minimum six weeks out of date or movies that are 25 years out of date. Uh, if you want to hear more of me, I'm on the Doctor Who pod with Side Powell over on the SJP World Media Network, where we look at one episode or serial per Doctor per season, uh, seeing what lands with the old Who stuff for me as a modern fan and the reverse for Sai as a classic fan with the new Who. Excellent. You can find me at UTC Roberts. We're more about the mutuals than it is about the followers. So that's me more than happy to follow back on the main feed um, at UTC Podcast. Season one, we were covering the highest and lowest TV rated episodes of the Monday Night Wars for each curated period. And season two, we're looking at the first and last of wrestling, so debuts, finales, that kind of thing. We have uh, another side project called On Booking the Tankatory, uh, where we find the ups and downs of the in-ring career of Tank Abba at uh, UTC Tank. Hashtag Tank Facts. And they're the so, best. Uh, they are the best, indeed. Such as, if first you don't succeed, you're not Tank Abba. I bloody love that one. And as the fifth of his 12 labours, Hercules was forced to clean up the manure of 300 horses. Tank Abbott once made 300 horses shit themselves. <laughs> and that just made me laugh so hard I farted. Um, so that was very that was very nearly me as well. Yeah, very, very poignant. On the same feed that you listen to this, you can hear the One Man's Meat podcast with Danny and Scott Sugarloaf and the real Chris Bellis. And wrestlers that might not get that much love, that kind of thing. And they've got a another pint-sized series called Cold Cuts, where they're going through Wrestle Society Extra, Wrestle Society Extra. So, uh, again, um, some small content that's uh, easy to consume. You can follow this show at UTT Putting. Uh, <laughs> sterling work we had from um, the uh, cast of the uh, Marking Out with High Five Tom podcast. Do have any scenarios that you want to send in? Get them in, and, and we'll read them out. So, uh, as we say, next time we're on to the semi-final bracketology, and uh, we'll, we'll see how well you do going on from there. Yeah, tune in next time and find out who won't win. <laughs> then get down to Labrooks in uh, whatever year this went out. <laughs> it, it, it happened at some point in time. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you for listening. Let's play Gator Golf! Grab a club and get putting with Gator Golf! Take a shot and watch him snap it up and pop it out! Keep score with the birdies! Do you have what it takes to get a hole in one? Let's play Gator Golf! From Goliath!